0: We're glad you found us This is Unity Online Radio The voice of an awakening world It's time for a different take on spirituality for the modern world Welcome to Big Universe with
1: Jim Lefter
2: Well, hello, and welcome to Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. I'm Jim Lefter. I'll be your host for today, spiritual journeyman and media consultant. run a website with online courses called youthrivehere.com, and I'm at the Center for Spiritual Living, Greater Baltimore at cslgreaterbaltimore.org. Joining me today, of course, is my amazing co-host, spiritual rebel Sarah Bowen. Sarah is the author of Spiritual Rebel, a positively addictive guide to finding deeper perspective, And higher purpose. Hi, Sarah. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Jim? I'm doing great. So you you're back from Unity Village, and and tell me about it. You you even went up to the spiraling towers of online uh, Unity Online Radio, didn't you?
0: I did. You know, I I was so impressed with Unity Village. There was a lot to do, and I only got to see just you know the tiny tiny most sliver. So I'm sure I'll be back soon. But when I drove in, of course, first of all, there were deer everywhere and uh, and labyrinths and and walking trails and all sorts of oh, things Oh, I love to the do. labyrinth
2: there. That's really nice.
0: Yeah, there's all sorts of kind of outdoorsy things to do that I, I hadn't expected. I suppose I should have, but um, there were a lot of things to do. But the buildings are just beautiful and the chapels and there's kind of a, a long fountain that runs down the, the middle of canvas, uh, campus that you know shoots water all day long which was kind of cool so it was kind of like spiritual disneyland (laughs) i just i I loved it
2: spiritual disneyland
0: yeah so i managed to talk a couple of folks there into uh taking me up the tower which originally was a water holding tower when unity village was a farm that used to uh, grow all their own food and uh, create all their own meals. And of course, the Fillmore's were big vegetarians. So they had uh, a lot to do with uh, the healthy eating piece and, and compassion piece. And so I got to, to go up the tower and see where uh, where the show broadcast from and the other shows on Unity Online Radio. And that was that was pretty neat.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. So what was the event you attended? What was that about?
0: So we had an event for Vegan Spirituality, which was based on uh, looking at the Fillmore's work and looking at some of the original principles uh, within Unity and how those can be uh, kind of brought more to the forefront Uh, within unity communities so we did a lot of of looking at you know what's what's behind that what do we talk about with compassionate eating and how does that relate to climate change and what's going on with the deforestation of the rainforest and you know how can we make some better choices about what we're consuming you know not just diet but but all you know we're big consumers right and what what do we do about that if we're if we're going to be spiritual consumers uh, who are interested in compassion and love and uh, mercy and all of these kind of things? So we spent, well, I guess, three days talking about that and doing different spiritual practices. And the folks at Unity Village uh, actually cooked vegan food for us for four days. And so I think the menu over there may shift a little bit, yeah. Uh, as, as a result, so that was that was neat to have some uh, food that was a little easier on the planet and a little easier on beings.
2: Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. And we're going to be talking about health today with Tony Camacho. Um, So that ties right into us. Did you go on the uh, Unity uh, Ferris wheel?
0: I did not go on the Ferris wheel. I didn't even see a Ferris (laughs) wheel, Jim. Are you pulling my leg? I'm
2: pulling your leg. I'm pulling your leg. (laughs) leg. But you said it was the Disney world of uh, of spirituality. Actually,
0: you know what I should say? Is it uh, more like Expo? Right. Then then Disneyland itself. But uh, I did do some damage at the bookstore. Oh, Of course.
2: Great bookstore.
0: I came home with some unity swag. I came home with unity socks. (laughs) And you just heard me talking about consuming. So you can see I am not being holier than thou. I have my own work to do (laughs) with what I'm with. I'm uh, picking up and what I'm taking home, but I feel like they were procured in good places. So I'm I'm rocking my unity socks today.
2: I'm certain they were. I'm certain they were. All right. Do you have a quote for us today?
0: I do. It's a little bit of a lengthy one. So take a deep breath and settle in.
2: Okay. Go for it.
0: Let your feet beat a healing rhythm into the earth. Let your feet beat a strengthening rhythm for those who struggle the hardest. Let your feet beat a life-giving rhythm for all peoples, regardless of race or national boundary Regardless of whether we're human or we're the trees, the air, the fish, the birds, the buffalo, the bear, the crow. We come out of hiding. We come back from the dead and we dance. Our dance is a prayer, a dance to heal
2: the earth. Oh my gosh, that is absolutely wonderful. Who is Yeah, it's that? a little
0: more of a prayer than a quote, but that's oh. Cherokee Elder D. Smith, and that's from a website called DanceToHealTheEarth.org. And I've been thinking a lot about uh, embodied movement and how we can include that in our spirituality. So I like this idea of dancing to heal the, another way to try to heal the earth.
2: Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that.
0: What have you got?
2: Healing is the return of the memory of wholeness. Healing, health, whole and holy all mean inclusiveness, body, mind, spirit, environment, relationships, social interactions are all one wholeness and you're part of that one wholeness.
0: Oh, who's that?
2: That's my buddy Deepak Chopra.
0: Is it? I like that. I I really like the bringing in of the holy with wholeness. Yes, Especially when we're talking about healing that, that um, divine element, as well as the personal element, which Mm. I guess we would say is the, is, the same thing. Right. Uh, but, we, right, but, right. We take, but we tend to take different viewpoints on it. So I really like the way he puts that together.
2: Yeah, I got that from azquotes.com, which was is a great site for for spiritual quotes. So yeah, I, I just thought it was awesome. I love Deepak Chopra. He's a great he's a great person and a great uh, uh, speaker.
0: You should come with me in July.
2: Oh, you're gonna see him in July? Going
0: back? Yep. Going back to spend some time with Deepak. So maybe I'll come back with some uh, some good nuggets for us for our
2: quotes. Sounds great. All right, are you ready to jump into the episode?
0: Let's do it.
2: And now it's time for our interview. Tony Camacho is a best selling author, holistic health practitioner, registered herbalist in San Diego, California. She holds a PhD in, PhD in psychology, a clinical herbal, herbalist certificate, and is certified, a certified Canfield trainer on the success principles. That's pretty cool. Tony's approach to healing is multi-dimensional. In her work, she integrates the principles of Eastern and Western nutrition, herbology, energy medicine, energy psychology, Buddhist mindfulness, and personal counseling to assist others in working through their physical or emotional blocks to improve their quality of life, attain optimal health, and achieve their goals and dreams. Tony's the author of. The book multi-dimensional health a 12-week program for treatment and prevention of autoimmune disorders and chronic illnesses and she's also the co-author of the book success breakthroughs with jack canfield hi tony welcome to big universe
1: thank you thank you for having me hi how are you guys doing
2: we're doing great i'm doing great sarah how are you doing good i am ready
0: to learn yay <laughs> that's
2: good yay well, you know, as I was saying er- earlier, before we uh, started the, the show, I have so many questions to ask Tony. We're not nearly going to get to them all, but we'll give it a try. How about that?
1: Sounds good. Sounds good.
2: So Tony, um, you talk about dimensional healing. What does that mean?
1: Tim, I uh, approach the word multidimensional as a multidimensional process in itself. Um, it was kind of hard for me in the beginning to decide what kind of uh healer am I when I was asked well what do you do and I do so much things at, and as I heard you like reading everything I, I did I mean saying everything I did I'm like oh my god no wonder I I consolidated into multi-dimensional but I do perceive it into two different things multi-dimensional in that I believe that healing is not one aspect in order like to heal completely you have to address different dimensions of the person which is like could be the mind The spirit and it could be the body and then within that it's many modalities it's not just one thing that helps a person it's not just i'm going to take this herb and i'm done or i'm going to go to this psychologist and i'm done it takes different areas different dimensions you know it could be nutrition it could be herbs it could be meditation or energy medicine just many many ways that a person can can use and tools to heal so that's one aspect of what i call multidimensional. And then at the core, I see ourselves as multi-dimensional beings, meaning we're more than just our bodies. We're a soul. We're we're made of energy, and so with that, I also that's another dimension of of, of the body, and that's why I call it multi-dimensional. I figured that word kind of covers everything, instead of trying to explain every single thing that um, that I do or that we all do.
2: And I also like that it's a little bit Star Trek-y too. It sounds yes. like. <laughs> Sounds like beam me up, you know, it's going to be, we're going to take it, we're going to take an adventure. Um, so, so your take on how did, how did you get to this place? I mean, you, you started off, I, I don't know if you started off as a doctor of psychology and, and did these modalities. How did you get to this place?
1: Um, it all started with myself. I wasn't responding well to conventional medicine, not to put med- conventional medicine down. It, it, it works you know, for different, different reasons and different people. But for me, I've always been, my body's been very sensitive. My boyfriend always says that I should work for the FDA because if I, tie, I like try something and it goes bad on me, that means in the future it's gonna go bad for people. <laughs> so, but I just react really quick. So as a, a very young age, I had issues And every time I took medication, I reacted, even like the side effects that were in a tiny fine print I got. So I tried to search for ways in that I can help myself. And so the first thing I did, I started with herbalism and I started learning by myself, herbalism. And then I realized that it was actually a profession and people were teaching herbalism and you you um, you can learn it. So I went to school and I started studying herbs and that's when I was told, but herbs is only one aspect. You know, you, you have nutrition that's very important and you have energy and you have all these. I went to holistic health school. So then I decided, oh, well, I should study this. If I want to be a good practitioner, I might as well be holistic. And I started studying different fields like energy medicine and Reiki and Shiatsu and then nutrition from both the Western and the Eastern perspective, because they're very different, but they both balance each other really well. And when I was in the middle of that process, I'm like, what happened to the mind everybody keeps talking about that the mind plays a big role in healing is that actually the majority the mind is what creates a lot of our illnesses and i'm like well, what am i going to do so i decided to go study psychology and i went into first doing more of a spiritual psychology like tibetan buddhist psychology and i realized i needed a little bit more of a clinical so my phd is in clinical psychology because of that um, and so that's how I started combining, and the more you learn, the more you realize, like, gosh, there's so many things we could do to help people, and I just, I just love learning, so I keep learning more modalities and different things, and it just makes me more flexible, because not everything works for one person, and I can't say, like, oh, my modality is the best one, and so I always adapt and pick things that uh, that fit the person that's in front of me, and also at the level that they are spiritually and mentally, and so that way, I'm not like, oh, you have to do it my way and it's super spiritual and the person doesn't even understand what spirituality is right so i go at the level that they are and i apply the the methodologies that i learn so that's how how i work i work with them
2: interesting i love the balance that you have between western and, and eastern philosophies and, and approaches i think that's really cool and important because there's value in both of those
1: there is yes
2: yeah so um, what what does traditional medicine get that modern medicine may sometimes miss what what are we not seeing necessarily and I just want to as a caution I want to make sure that with anything wellness related make sure you you know you check with an expert or with a doctor before you try something that you know might interact or, or something like that but you know what what does traditional medicine do that that modern you know western medicine might not catch
1: I believe that Western medicine specializes a lot and so they isolate. If you have a heart problem, they, you go to the heart person, right? If you go to, you have a back problem, you go to the back problem person. And it's pretty rare to find somebody that says, oh, could this heart problem be caused because you're thinking too many negative thoughts because you're ruminating uh, a lot. So that makes your blood pressure go up and Instead, well, okay, we're going to give you a medication to lower your blood pressure. But did you really get to the root of the problem? What is raising your blood pressure? And that was just an example. So I think the, the holistic aspect is missed. And nowadays, it seems like there's more like functional medicine doctors that are started or or conventional medicine doctors that are trying to learn a little bit more about the traditional. And that's great. And that, that's a very good compliment. But in general, is that isolation that... Uh, that causes a problem, because most of the time it's not just one thing. We, we think it is because we have a symptom, but there's something else behind it, and a lot of the times is behavioral uh, or mental, and so it's it's kind of nice to to have that. The other thing is that medical doctors are not trained in nutrition, not even Western nutrition, let alone Eastern nutrition, which totally has a different perspective on food than than the Western aspect of it, and so they go to the doctor, I have high cholesterol and here's your pill, but they not ask, well, how are you eating? And I think nowadays I've seen a little bit more asking, how are you eating? The other thing is, how are you thinking? Cholesterol is impacted by stress. And till this day, I still hear, well, eat yeah, a low fat diet. Really? We don't know. that fat might be the right, per- right thing for that person and it's not impacting the cholesterol. It's just more that they're stressed all the time, and their adrenal glands are overworking, and it's causing an imbalance, and or so, the, or the liver is not working correctly, and so the cholesterol is high. And so it's not. So that holistic approach is, it's in my opinion, is missing from the conventional. I think they also oversimplify it. They look at us as machines, and it's like, okay, you have this broken. We're gonna take it out. I'm gonna put something back in. Um, without realizing that we're very complex we're multidimensional right 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 very complex we're more than parts that and this you know two people can have the same pain and you take the same part out and it's a different issue you know it's not the same the same solution so that's my opinion and, and what's what's missing
2: so the benefits of uh traditional medicine um v- v- uh, i'm sorry yeah traditional medicine whole i get the those words confused traditional and holistic uh, they're the same thing is that what they are
1: it depends who you ask that's why it's very confusing and it, it is if you go to the dictionary and you do or google or the research. traditional is anything that came from the the old traditions right so that's why it's called traditional okay. so the, and now we call it holistic okay. which is a more modern word of traditional if you talk to a conventional doctor, they'll call themselves traditional doctors because they think that traditional, it's it's the most common. But in my world, we call conventional medicine, biomedicine. That's the MD kind of world. And and the holistic and traditional is the same. Um, that, yeah, they're the same natural medicine as well.
2: The, uh, the benefits of traditional medicine. What are some of those that we might not consider or we might consider as we possibly explore that path?
1: So as we said before, um, the first is that it gets to, it tries at least to get to the root of the problem. That's the first, the first benefit. The other one is that, again, it addresses the whole triangle of mind, body, spirit. Um, it also is more, um, in the, being repetitive, a little holistic and it requires multiple different modalities. And you attack the issue from different aspects, so you, so there's a better chance of success. Uh, it includes nutrition, and which the other one doesn't, and so there's there's many 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 benefits to it. And it's natural; doesn't have side effects in general. It does. I don't see any side effects unless you're doing something crazy, right? That's being sold as natural and, and it's not. It's very rare to have a side effect. Than the in a in the
2: Traditional medicine world. Go
0: ahead, sir. Yeah, that raises a, a question for me, Tony, which is, you know, there are a lot of things, uh, products or uh, different options and things. Uh, do you have a recommendation as, as we're starting to talk about this for how people can vet, mm-hmm. um, making sure that their holistic or traditional medicine is valid?
1: Yes, it is it's pretty overwhelming nowadays i think everybody that reads something on google they think they can open their own clinic right and start seeing people
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and so- jim let's open a clinic <laughs>
2: yes. that would not be a good idea no
0: we should not sorry listeners we will not do that okay back to you tony
1: <laughs> so it is pretty it's pretty overwhelming for people when they don't know so i can tell you my personal the way that i will i will look at people I, I, of course you always look at reviews, but then that you also have to take with a grain of salt because you don't know if they're being paid for the reviews or if it's their perception of what's good. So I will ask for credentials to see if they're registered with some sort of association. Like I'm an herbalist and I'm registered with the, I'm a registered herbalist, which is very rare. And so I'm, I'm registered with the American Herbalist Guild. And that makes me a reliable, a reliable, um, herbalist because I've, been, I've taken tests and they checked that I was doing that I had the right education and that I am truly holistic that I'm not just didn't, didn't go online and learn that this herb works for this and this herb works for that that I actually have training in anatomy and physiology and all these other um, fields that are supported to the to the, herb, to the herbalism not just the, the, the herbs and so that's one of the things, you know, in my case is the American herbalist guild but there's the, there's associations just about for all the professions and licenses, but also nowadays everybody can call themselves a doctor now they can get them online so make sure that it's a reputable uh, school where they got their, their degree, it doesn't have to be a Harvard degree, obviously, or an expensive degree, but a school that's reliable and it has a reputation. Um, and I always check that they know a little bit of anatomy and physiology, so you know, not have to be a medical doctor, but you know a little bit of how the body works. That helps a lot because it, it helps you when you hear a person talk what can be wrong, not just from the Eastern perspective, but it's like, okay, so this organ is not working right. And knowing a little bit of how the body works and how a little bit of pathology, you know, helps, helps a lot. The only exception is the new, the the fields of like Reiki, for example, or, or, you know, energy medicine. There's no degree. I mean, there's degrees, but there's no need to learn anatomy and physiology. It's just laying your hands on somebody and that, that you will have to just go by reviews and and reputation more than anything, but do your research. That's very important, you know. look for your good, a good fit for you and what you believe in, right? If you're very scientific, you're not gonna go to somebody that's just talking about your auras and your chakras. And not that there's anything wrong with it because I talk about that as well, but I, I, you know, I'm also holistic. So the people that want the science, I stick to the science and I always tell them, okay, this article or this review or this study validates what I'm saying. And which brings to another point, like there's a study just to prove about everything on the internet now, so learn how to read your studies and not just go by what the person is telling you. Well, a study said this and a study said that. Well, how was the study designed? Mm-hmm. Who, who founded the, the you know, who paid for that study? Because, you know, if Hershey uh, does a study, they're probably gonna come out with that sugar is good for you. So you gotta, you know, make sure you learn who paid for that study, how many people were in the study. Um, if it was a blind study, it was a, a double blind study. Uh, how many people, started the study, but not finished, you know, just pay attention to the numbers. You don't have to be a statistician, but just to make sure that it's not, not just a, run, a random study from um, someplace. Because I even ran into a st- somebody quoting a study on the Mayo Clinic website once, and it was not a good study. And it was a medical doctor quoting another study. So you just, you're your own, you have to take care of yourself.
0: And do your homework
1: yeah do your homework dig deep before you you select somebody yeah
2: okay we ha- only have a couple minutes left before we have to take a break but I wondered if you could tell me the difference between what what wild crafted mean versus organic or wildcrafted what's the difference between those I've never heard the term wildcrafted before
1: so wildcrafted is something that grows on its own then nobody touched it you just went outside and, and it's growing and you might water it, but it, it's, you, you're crafting it in the wild. Organic is very strict, right? It follows a certain protocol that it doesn't use pesticides, that the soil gets mixed, not used all the time, you know, you one crop and then you let it rest. And so there's a, there's a very strict way of, uh, of uh, using it and well-crafted is like, I found it in the wild or it's growing in the wild, but I've, nobody's taking care of it. It tends to be cleaner than conventional growth because it doesn't have pesticides but it's not as guaranteed to be as pure as organic. Um, Some people prefer the wildcrafted, especially if you're into energy medicine, because they say it's how it's growing in the wild. So it's more close to nature. Um, I try to do organic just because I wanna make sure that it's not over harvest. Sometimes there's plants, for example, like OSHA. It's a um, dangerous species and and endangered species. and And we haven't been able to grow it ourselves and so that's why it's in danger and it grows up in the mountains that's wildcraft that they go to the wild and they and they grab it you got to make sure that the company that you're buying for is not over harvesting that it's letting that plant have its, its right to come back and so just got to be careful when you buy that that is from a company that is reputable
2: very important very important what what are superfoods is that a real thing
1: To me, I don't. I don't believe in superfoods. I think all the foods are super and special. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think in this society, we love to make special labels, right? So we can feel like we're doing something for ourselves or we are different some way. And I think with food is like all food is special and wonderful and they have their vitamins and minerals and they have their purpose. And sometimes here we are going to the Amazon or to India to grab all these superfoods. And it's like, do you think that the universe or God, whatever you want to call the higher power, thought that those areas were that special, that it only gave them superfoods over there? No, it's just those foods are probably more for that environment and for the the people that, that live there. And then for us, we have other stuff that we might not have discovered yet. And, you know, I would say even the poor iceberg lettuce that people discriminate as just not having anything <laughs> in it. Lettuce <laughs> discrimination. I love that. <laughs> you know, everybody says, oh, the lettuce doesn't have anything in it. It has minerals in it. And it's wonderful to make lettuce tea and, and to help you sleep. So it has this purpose. We just don't know it yet or we haven't discovered it. But everything's special to me and all the food is needed. And we just need to eat well-rounded. We want to... Live unhealthy and make up for it it by eating superfoods.
2: Awesome. Well, we'll be right back on Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Welcome back to a
0: slightly off-kilter look at spirituality. This is Big Universe with Jim Lefter.
2: Welcome back to Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. We're talking with Tony Camacho. So Tony, you emphasize the five elements. You talk about... Where there is no flow, there is disease. When there is flow, there is no disease. And what are the five elements? And, and let's, maybe we can take a little time and address some of those and, and some of the elements of those.
1: So that, the five elements come from, what well, the one that I talked about come from the perspective of traditional Chinese medicine and Japanese medicine. Um, and the, the premises for uh, Chinese medicine is all about balance and that's what you were talking about, energy, and the, there's no flow, there's disease, and, and the other way around. They're talking about chi, and chi is the energy that flows through our body. And so what the way that they do it is they, they classify the energy in our body into five different types of energy. And just because nature is something that everybody recognizes, they name it as, as an element of nature. But all they're doing is just naming a, a flavor of energy in your body. And it's not just your body. They say that the whole world is made up of these five elements. In this case, with, uh, I'm working with the body, so I use the body. But that, with that said, that means that everything you eat has that type of energy, have those five elements in it. And some, some of that food will have a little bit more of one or the other. So that's why it falls into the bucket of one of the elements or the other.
2: I see. Okay.
1: And so it it all starts with yin and yang. And they said that we have like yang in our body and yang, right, energy. And then those two get divided into the five elements. And so the five elements are wood or air, and then you got uh, fire, you got earth, you got metal and water. And then each of those elements, uh, uh, an organ of our body falls into that type of energy. For example, wood is the liver and the gallbladder. And then you have fire, which is the stomach and the small intestine. And there's other organs, but they're not recognized by, Western, by the Western world, so I'm not gonna mention it. And then earth is the spleen, the pancreas and the stomach. And then you got metal, which is the lungs and the large intestine, and water, which is the kidney and the bladder. And so when we're trying to balance these elements, think about those organs so if somebody in Chinese medicine tells you oh you have a liver imbalance then that means you're working with the wood element or if they say oh you have a stomach or a spleen then they're talking about the earth element and so these and I, I'm using my hands but these elements balance each other and impact each other if you can picture it a, a, a circle you can start with the wood element and you say that the wood element feeds or is the mother of the um, fire and then fire feeds or is the mother of earth and then earth of um, metal and metal feeds uh, water and so when I work with people I want to figure out what's going on with them and I try to balance that so for example if if uh, if earth isn't an imbalance which the majority of people have an earth imbalance then what I do is like okay I'm gonna that means that the, if there's too much earth, for example, maybe there's not enough wood or, or air, and so it's, it's, that's why this is going crazy, it has too much, and so what I do is I feed more of the wood elements, so there's more energy in wood and it pulls from earth, and so that's how the, the balance is, and so it's kind of hard to explain without showing you a picture and how all of these elements are connected. But in the end, what we're doing as practitioners is balancing that energy between these these five elements so your body has the same amount or or very balanced amount of energy on the five five elements. And, And then the way we do it, it could be by touching a person because we know what the meridians, which are the energy channels of the body of each organ is, and balancing those. Or, like I mentioned before, food has energy. And so let's say that I want to increase more Earth, then I can give people more uh, Earth-related food. Like, for example, um, Earth is associated with the sweet flavor, so carrots, and it's also associated with the fall. So if you can imagine, it's very easy if you start learning them, because Earth is associated with the fall around this time of the year. So what are the foods that are in season? It's very logical. Oh well, it's the pumpkins and the carrots and the zucchinis and you know, kind of sweet, the sweet part of, of life, you know. So the chai, the, chive, the um,
2: pumpkin pie. Does pumpkin pie count?
1: Yes, without the sugar. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Apple well, pie you know, with a natural sugar? With a with a little bit, you know. Too much sweetness. is also it will bring in, It will bring that earth element out of balance. It needs sweetness.
0: But you can see you
1: have two sweet tooths
0: you're talking to right here. We are trying
1: to slip that sugar somewhere in here holistically. <laughs> and they do accept molasses and maple syrup and in moderation, right? Not like tablespoons and tablespoons of it, but you know, a little bit like I, I love cooking and baking and I, I use a little bit of maple syrup. I even make ice cream and I make it with the with those sweeteners, but they're not as sweet as, as most conventional things. Um, So it is important. You know, I know right now we're all sugar-free and everybody's like, oh, sugar is evil. It is to a certain degree bad for you, but you also want the sweetness of life. And sometimes it comes in a little bit of a pie, you know? (laughs) Thank goodness. goodness. Sometimes it comes in a little bit of a pie. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm not promoting to go eat sweets, but, you know, just there's some grains are sweet and just find something you know, to, to bring that, and so that was one example, you know, if you want to feed like kidneys, kidneys associated with the salty flavor in the winter, so it's more like very, it's heavier foods and seaweeds and saltiness, and you know, just when in normal places, not in California, when there's, it's cold, you need that kind of more fatty food, more like heartiness, you know, more soups and stews, and kind of that's how you, how you feed it, how you balance it.
2: Does my, the Halloween Captain Crunch I just purchased recently, does that fit into this at all?
1: No. <laughs> no?
2: Oh Throwing darn, no. I have to throw it out now. I have to throw it out. Um, you have
0: to balance it with, with yeah. some really good something else, Jim.
2: Yeah. Or
1: something bitter with some dandelion or
2: something. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of elements, diving into, let's dive into another one. Let's talk about wood. And what what you talk about in the book are, are energy, energy pathways with wood what is an energy pathway for wood
1: so it it starts with the liver it goes in through the liver and that's that's what they call um i mean it's very complex to explain all the energy pathways but um usually when you see the element right the element is wood and so you have liver so you know it's gonna something you eat is going to go through there and it's going to support that the energy of of the liver meridian and in, in its pathways. And so, for example, um, with the sour flavor, which is the, the flavor of the of the liver, um, when you tend to do, eat sour things, that's that's where it's gonna go and help it support. But it's also, the liver is, I don't have a diagram, but it goes in balance also the, uh, the earth element. So by eating that, you kind of bring into balance the other element as well. Oh, I uh, see. Yeah. And it also, you can, since the wood element, it's the mother of of the fire, you're also supporting fire at the same time. Now, if you're weakened in the fire element or in the other one, you gotta be careful not to overdo the sour flavor because then now you're pulling more from the other two elements. So it's again, all about balance. Try like to bring to bring balance and and so the wood element some of the emotions that are associated with that you're gonna find the liver is anger and frustration and also the go the in the gold so when you see a lot of people that are angry and frustrated all the time you know that there's something going on in that liver meridian or that liver problem mm, that, that's that, fascinating
2: that's mm-hmm. fascinating
1: hmm. yeah the color green is associated so just start paying attention to people are they always dressed in green do they are they always uh, starting projects and not finishing them uh, that's another symptom mm. that is, they're not completing the liver it's the spring uh, it's the time of the year is the spring but everything starts right everything sprouts and so people that start things but they never finish they have a, also a liver imbalance because they need that grounding that the metal element gives them because the liver and the metal um, talk to each other and so when you see that it's it's like okay should I give them metal food so they get, so I can calm this liver insanity uh, or a little bit of both a little bit of liver and and, and metal and uh, you know the organs of the metal element are like I said earlier the lungs and the large intestine so it's so have you let go of the past maybe not letting go of your past is what causing you to start projects but never finish it because you have a trauma you know so you look at kind of those those things it's a it's a complex um yet simple you just have to be i don't think western medicine can think that way it's very gray Mm -hmm. and it's very moving you know it's not like a for sure thing like oh you have a liver thing let me give you this is let me give you this and see how you behave and if you don't behave correctly then maybe i should try giving you earth instead of metal and try Mm -hmm. to play with it and and figure it out are you always dressed in black? Maybe it, if you see that, it's like, oh, maybe there's a um, water element because it's the darkness, you know, the winter. And it's like, so maybe what it is, the liver imbalance is because they're lacking a little bit more of a um, energy from the kidneys and stuff. So then you support the kidneys. So you start playing around with it until you find the right, the right balance for that person.
2: So it is all about balance between all these different elements. You can't just... Uh-huh dial in on one it's it's a balance between everything
1: mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people in the western world have an issue with that because they want to go to a place and say what's wrong with me and fix it and you can get close to it but you're also testing to see if that was the element or if, or if you impacted on a, one element by doing that so then you in the next session you adjust to the uh, to the other one and so it's a very uh, if you start talking like that to a, a person in our world, they start like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. That means you don't know what you're doing. We do. We're just trying to figure out the balance. So what we tend to do sometimes is just make it look a little bit more Western, you know, do this and do that mm-hmm. without telling them we're kind of balancing.
2: Balance. I see.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I see. Now you talk about harmonizing foods and with metal I'm assuming you should not eat aluminum foil or any kind of metal foods foods. (laughs) Um, but what what is what are some harmonizing foods with metal for instance
1: so metal is the pungent flavor so if you if you memorize the flavor of each one of them it helps you a little bit more than trying to memorize all the foods that are in each section and and the idea is that a good balanced plate We'll have all of the elements right or if you don't do it in one plate throughout the day you tried all the elements um that's for someone that's healthy someone that has an imbalance they have to emphasize more whatever their imbalance is um, but the the metal it's just like i said it's a, it's just something to call an energy and their flavor is pungent. so you're going to find pungent foods like garlic and a lot of the, those pungent spices and onions and um, maybe maybe cinnamon can be one It's kind of in between sweet and, and pungent. All the chai spices tend to be in between both of them, but they're mostly pungent. Um, radishes um, are, are something, they're very cleansing. Um, so just look for that, that flavor, which is some of the flavors that we don't like. We tend to go to the extreme. We like salty and we like uh, sweet. And then we avoid the bitter, which is the heart, and we avoid the sour. Mm. which is the um the liver now sometimes there are flavors that they call sour but they're not really sour what they're talking about is that energy that is astringent that is mm. like contracting in the body so like green tea when you drink it you don't think it's sour but it is considered liver uh, because of the astringent is the th- the tightness that brings to this to this to the body the tissues
2: what about water can you talk a little bit about water and and mm-hmm. those that par- parts of that element as well cuz i'm i'm curious about all these different elements and you know it's fascinating to hear the pathways and the, the the emotional energy is really important but also the foods you know i i don't think about that as much as i need hence my captain crunch problem <laughs>
1: Yes, and it is. I don't think a a lot of people eat like that or eat with the seasons. And I think if we all ate with the seasons, it will be a little bit healthier. Like for now, for me, I'm starting to wean down from the cool foods and starting to go into the more soups and stews and warm because my body could tolerate it. But we're going into that season the season of of the the, um, earth and metal element. And so those are the foods that are associated with that. And we tend to eat a little bit more like that. But here in California, we don't get cold as much as other parts of the country. So uh, we tend to forget and we still wanna eat raw salads every day. And it's not a bad thing, but don't overdo it. Bring some warmth. You're gonna cool your body too much if you're eating too much raw food. And again, it's all about balance. Um, But anyways, going back to your question about the um, water element. So water is, like I mentioned, is the kidney and 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 the bladder. And the color is dark and it's the winter and the the food is salty. So seaweed is a good thing. And a little bit of sea salt is a good thing and other salty foods. Um, But the emotions are very important here because it's fear. And so the people Mm -hmm. that are fearful tend to have an imbalance of of, uh, kidney and gallbladder kind of that. But the positive side of it is going with the flow and adaptability. So that makes the kidneys and the gallbladder happy, you know, just like adapt, go with the flow, go with the change, don't constrict, you know, that's a very metal, like I want it this way and it can't change because life has always been that way. That's a very metal reaction. And the, and the, the water, it's like water, right? That's why they name it water. They're just using these elements to, 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 to help teach people to look at, the, look at nature and if, if it's water, what does water do? Be like water. Um, but it's just an energy that's, that they've given in a representation. Um, so yeah, so just following your dreams, following your goals, be happy, all of that makes that element um, imbalance, which a lot of people don't do nowadays as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, emotions play a part in all this, as you've mentioned before, How how do positive emotions actually help us heal? What are ways that it actually helps us heal to have these positive emotions. Think positively, for instance.
1: So there's two perspectives, right? We were, we've been talking about the five elements. And as you could see, it's just because you're feeding that type of chi or that type of energy that brings that, that balance. Uh, but then now there's a lot of science uh, that's coming up behind the, kind of validating what traditional medicine had said from the past, which they're realizing that emotions are very important. And so now you have specialties that, uh, psychoimmunology, psychoneuroimmunology as well, that are studying all of this. And the question is, it's like, I don't think medical doctors are catching up with the science. There's a lot of science, but they're still not talking about it with their patients, right? And, and again, I'm not saying this to try to criticize, um, to criticize them, it's just how, how it is. But there is now they're saying that, that every thought you think changes your physiology. And they've proven that with, with many studies, one of the things that I, I did, it was kind of funny. Uh, I follow the Institute of HeartMath. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that.
2: Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah.
1: And you know how they monitor the heart coherence based on your emotions. And they have a meditation and they have this little device that you plug in your ear and it's checking your, your heart coherence as you, as you meditate. And, and it's, to me, it was funny because even though I know, and I a hundred percent believe that your emotions affect your physiology, it's funny to put that thing in, on you and you're meditating. And the moment that you start deviating on your thoughts and think about something negative or not even, not even that negative, just like slightly not as possible, yeah, it want, tells you that thing is like, <laughs> you're like, oh <laughs> In two seconds, they're like, beep. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was thinking about something. So it's such a great feedback. Even though it's not meant for that, it's meant for you to meditate and, and focus. Um, I just love it because it's like, yeah, it's just kind of reminding me that every thought, you know, even like, oh, darn, the phone rang, beep. <laughs> you, know, you got like... Because I was upset, you know, because the phone interrupted my meditation. So the point is to get to where the phone rings, and you don't get upset because it interrupted your meditation.
2: I would love to have that ability. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty neat app
0: too when you have it on your phone, mm-hmm. just to to be able to see what. Um, yeah, not to shame yourself. Yes. Uh, no. 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 Right. But but to have more information about mm-hmm. you know how how this is affecting it.
1: It's biofeedback, right? Um, I uh, One of the things I learned from that app, and I don't know if it was supposed to be that way, but I noticed, and maybe it's cheating, that you know how <laughs> in, the, in the middle of the app, there's like a, a round circle that goes in and out, in and out. If you follow that and breathe at that pace, it doesn't matter what you're thinking, your coherence stays the same. And so I'm like, oh, that means that I can override that. I don't have to be upset by my thoughts, just by following that. And what I think is happening is your parasympathetic nervous system is being kicked in by breathing at that rate. Mm. And so when you breathe at that rate, you're kind of allowing your body to heal itself because your parasympathetic kicks in. That's when we heal, when our parasympathetic uh, um, system is kicked in. When you're stressed all the time, your your sympathetic nervous system is up. And that's when it's more concerned with Am I going to be eaten by a lion? Am I going to run over, by, get run over by a car? You know, when you're thinking all those thoughts or, you know, we don't even have to go to this extreme. Is My husband going to call me is, you know, why is this person, you know, all those thoughts, the body doesn't know if it's a tiger or if it's, you know, you making stuff up in your head. And so the body says, I'm an alert. This is not time for digest. This is not time to regenerate my bodies and myself, this is time for me to run. And so all your energy, all your blood flow goes to your hands and your feet. So you can just run out of there and save yourself. So how are you going to repair your body if you're 24-7 in that st- st- You know that state, which a lot of people are, even when they're sleeping, they're stressing. And then the proof is that they wake up several times at night, or they have nightmares or or they have insomnia. So that means that their sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system is not kicking in, which is the time when we get to restore our body. Um, and so I recommend to people it's like if you're gonna be stressed, at least do this heart center meditation several times a day, like just that breathing. So you can allow even five minutes or you know one or two times a day just to give your body a break so that it will regenerate, you know.
2: I heard a little birdie told me that you have a new book coming out soon. Is that, is that true?
1: Yes, it is. I'm working on on that book, but I am, I'm having so much fun with it that I, I don't have a date for it because it's something that I really love, which is the energy of food. And I think it's a perspective that people just don't as we were talking about, they don't think about the flavors. They don't think about the seasons and how that changes your body and your energy. They don't even think that when they're cooking, they're putting their energy into their food. Are you angry when you're cooking? Are you happy? Are you singing? Are you, uh, are you cooking with love? You know, that kind of sounds like that book, uh, like Water for Chocolate, right? That I love that because I think that's exactly what happens. It's like we put our energy into our food. So better be careful what you're thinking while you're cooking because you're transferring we're all
2: interesting. It, it is so, you interesting. know what
1: it, it's one of the things when my
0: husband's cooking he loves to turn on cnn and when oh. i come in the kitchen and it's on if the news is on i say turn it off i can't cook with the news on i need either silence or we can listen to the birds outside or we could put some music on but there is something about the agitation mm-hmm. um, of being well first off of being agitated but being agitated also right before you're going to eat mm-hmm. and, exactly. and kind of ha- what that does to the body. So
1: I am, mm-hmm. I'm with you Tony. yeah and I, I just I just love it you know just do people understand that how they cut their vegetables? They're cutting through the meridians of the food and what are they what kind of energy are they putting by cutting the vegetables in a certain way by using different types of cooking like stewing versus frying versus you know like uh, sauteing. So how you uh, cook
2: actually makes a difference. How, what how you act- Oh, interesting.
1: Yes, because as as we said, like each food is like a human, right? They have the five elements, one more emphasized than the other. Like we talked about the sweetness, like the carrots are more earth element, but you can you can make these food move their energy in a different way by the way you cook them. You know, like if if something if something is, is, is cooked at a very slow rate, it's going to obviously be more tender. So the energy is going to be a little bit more tender, more gentler in the body versus your frying. That's kind of like fast, fast energy. You're, you're making it faster, the energy of that. And so in the summer, and the spring, it's great to eat like that or you eat raw because that's the pure energy. But in the winter, this is a time we need to slow down, go inwards, think about your life path, think about your dream, right? That's the water element. And so that requires you to slow down and you slow down by nurturing yourself and have a cup of tea while you read or you find your life path. And, and so each of these elements have something to give you, you know, take it. Yeah. What's
2: one piece of advice or tool that you would leave our listeners with um, regarding all this, regarding nutrition and uh, this, this path, this holistic path?
1: So, all of this, like we talked about earlier, tends to be a little bit uh, complicated because there's a lot of information and a lot to study. But if one thing you could do is stay as close to nature as possible, and it's just one thing you could do. When you eat, if it if it's still fresh, better, right? Uh, if you're gonna cook, cook fresh food, not something that's been frozen or canned. Now, there's anything wrong with it, but you're eating, you're getting closer to nature. If you're at a better point in your life if you're closer to nature pesticides uh, processing all of that is not close to nature so just stay as much as you as possible read the labels you should be able to read everything in that label the moment you can't pronounce something you probably shouldn't <laughs> be <eating it.
0: laughs> such good advice
1: <laughs> you know it has no business in there um even things that now are being called well it's natural like stevia and um this monk fruit and all these other stuff it comes from fruit well, did it came like that from the fruit? No, because, you know, stevia is not, a, it's a plant and it, it's not white. It's not, it doesn't come as white powder. How the heck do they make it white? And that, so that's process is no longer part of nature, started as nature. And, and I noticed it like when I have processed stevia, um, I get an allergic reaction, but I can eat the plant. I can put it in the tea and I have no issues. And so it, it's just stay as close to nature as possible. If you use that rule, you're gonna be in way better shape than anything else.
2: Well, thank you, Tony, for joining us on Big Universe. It's been awesome awesome having you here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.
2: For more information about Tony, please go to our website at drtonicamacho.com. For more information about Sarah Bowen, go to spiritual-rebel.com and pre-order her new book, Sacred Sendoffs, at your online bookstore. I've got premium video courses and help people create them on my website called youthrivehere.com. Thanks, everybody. I'm Jim Lefter. We'll talk with you next time on Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.